All right. Without further ado, I am excited today to introduce you to our community pastor, Sarah Firsty, who will be speaking. So why don't we welcome Sarah. Hello. Happy to be with you this morning. Like John said, my name is Sarah, and it's my great pleasure to speak with all of you today. Uh, Before we started, I wanted to kind of let you in a little bit about what makes me tick, what excites me, because I know you're just dying to find out. I love ideas and possibilities. I love ideas and possibilities. And what really excites me is when I have an opportunity to take the wonderful things going on in here and make it tangible. I had a lot of opportunity to do that when I was an interior designer many moons ago. I had this one-person operation called Pomegranate Designs. Do we have my logo? Isn't that cute? So I would go into clients' homes, come up with a vision, and then work really hard to make it a reality. And I would bring with me this very toolkit. It went with me wherever I went. And in this toolkit, I have this little ruler thingy. (laughs) That's the technical term. My paint swatches, tape measure, and this wonderful hammer. (laughs) And I would use these tools to make my vision a reality. And it was a lot of fun. It was really satisfying. But you know what? I don't use this toolkit much anymore. And today, in this phase of my life, I'm putting together this toolkit. I'm collecting things that help me and the people in my life accomplish a vision they have for their life. Tools that will help me connect God, and as a result, become a lovely human being. A few weeks ago, we talked about, uh, when I shared on a Sunday, what we felt like our role is for leaders at the church, and how we want to encourage people in their spirituality. And I talked about three specific things. So at the river, I said, our aim for your spiritual growth is to help you notice God's presence in your life as opposed to directing you to a predetermined path, help you respond to God as opposed to challenging you to do the right thing, and to help you get comfortable with difficult questions as opposed to handing out pat answers. So today I want to share a tool with you that, as I've experienced it, helps me to notice God's presence, respond to God, and get comfortable with difficult questions. It's called Lexio Divina. It literally means divine reading. And it's a way of interacting with the Bible that sole purpose is to connect to God. It's been used since the third century 
And it started when there were not many Bibles around. And most people didn't know how to read. So this was meant to spread God's goodness and presence to everyone. The literate and the illiterate. The rich and the poor. The scholarly and the not-so-scholarly. It's reading the passage four times and listening with an ear of the heart. Taking time for meditation and reflection and see what God might be saying to you. So I thought rather than come up with this outline of how to do it, I would just kind of share with you a Lexio Divina practice that I did last week. I think it was on the 12th of July or something like that. So anyway, so I sat down to do Lexio Divina, which I thought was a good idea since I was going to be sharing about it. <laughs> and uh, the first thing I did was preparation. If we want to do something intentional, it really helps if we prepare first. So I made up this little paper so that I could show you that I, that I filled out during my practice. And the first one is preparation. Do we have that photo? Yes. So what is on my heart and mind right now? As you can see, writing this sermon was the top. And then I'm, I'm really obsessed with a wedding coming up in our family this week. My son is getting married. I'm very excited. And then, as usual, I have Mexican food on my mind. And today it was tacos. So those were the things that were on my mind right then. So then the next step of preparation is saying, Okay, God, this is what I've got going on in my mind. Help me to just set it aside for now so that I can be open-hearted and open-handed with you. Amen. And then I lit a candle because I love candles, and that's what I like to do. And then I moved on to the first step of Lexio Divina, which is the Lexio, which is the reading. Do we have that one? So that was the passage for the day. I read it out loud, slowly. And then the next thing I did after I read it out loud was I underlined the phrases that seemed key for the passage. Then I read it out loud again. And then I circled words that I thought, huh, those kind of seem personal to me. For some reason, they're standing out. And then I did the second step of Lexio Divina, Meditatio, where I reflected on those words that I circled. thought about it for a little bit. I read the passage again, and I went on to the Oratatio, responding to. How do I want to respond, or, or, or what are my responses to what I'm reflecting on? After a fourth reading, I went to the contemplatio. What might this mean for me? And in this case, with these underlined and circled words, I felt like I was noticing, wow, I believe a lot of lies. And they're so familiar, I think they're truth. And they're lies about my worth and where it comes from. And I feel like 
God doesn't want me to live with those lies anymore because he's all about life. And then I thought, but I don't know if I can really believe these. So my response was, God, help me to believe what's true instead of these lies that I believe. And when I finished this practice, I felt so encouraged. I felt like God had interacted with me in that moment. And I felt like I had a new perspective. And I just felt so energized. And I really enjoyed the process. So now what we're going to do, you've heard about the tool. It's up here. We're going to take it to here. And you're going to get to use this tool right now. So we have handouts that look just like this. So we're going to pass those out. Let me move ahead. And we're going to start with the preparation side. It's a two-sided handout. And we're going to light a little candle, because I like candles. And hopefully it won't fall over. This candle is a visual reminder of God's presence with us, the Holy Spirit. So when you see this flame, it's a reminder that he's here or she's here. Okay, so the first step of preparation. Everybody has a handout and a pen? That's great. Now, first off, I want to tell you, please don't freak out. It is not your responsibility to hear from God. It's God's responsibility to talk to you. Your responsibility? Make yourself open as you can, as you're able Give it a try and see what happens. I'm going to guide you through every step so you don't have to guess. Don't worry about what you're, if you're doing it right or wrong. Please stay on the preparation side right now. Great. We're going to have times of silence for reflection. These silent times will begin with a And end with a... That's my favorite part. Okay? All right. So, let's start with the preparation. Getting comfortable. Get comfortable right now in your chair. Do you need to move around? Adjust your weight? We're going to take a few minutes just to kind of calm yourself. So if it helps you to close your eyes or maybe stare at the flame of the candle, feel free to do that. Notice how you're feeling right now. 
Notice the ground beneath you, supporting you. How the air feels on your skin. And exhale. And as you breathe out, imagine you're exhaling everything that feels stressful or burdensome. And as you breathe in, invite the Spirit of God to fill you with a sense of calm and peace. God's Spirit is as intimate as our breathing. Take four or five deep breaths in your own rhythm, inhaling, holding, then exhaling. Now take a few moments to jot down anything that's on your mind right now. Anything that's been occupying your thoughts from personal events to world events. Now imagine yourself gently setting them aside for now. And in a way that feels comfortable for you, maybe silently to yourself, say, God, I'm, I'm here. And I invite you to interact with me. Lord Jesus, you alone have the words of eternal life. You are the word made flesh. We come to you in this time of Lexio Divina, eager to hear from you. Amen. Now it's time for the first step. Let's turn over the paper. The Lexio, the reading. I'm going to read the passage 
slowly, out loud. And as I'm reading it out loud, this is the time to use your imagination. Maybe you want to close your eyes or stare at the flame, but try to imagine this scene in your mind, what it would have looked like, what it would have felt like. Okay, here we go. Mark 10, 46 through 52. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up, and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and followed him on the way. Underline any words or phrases that stand out to you. I'm going to read the passage again. And as I'm reading it this time, listen for words or phrases that seem to be for you personally, that you especially relate to, and then circle them. Mark 10, 46 through 52. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When they heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. 
Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. Now we're moving to meditatio. Reflect on the words you've circled. Write down what comes to mind as you think of these words or images. The fourth reading, Mark 10, 46 through 52. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout and say, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, 
But he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to the man, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and followed him on the way. Contemplatio. Now invite God into the exploration of these words and images. Write your prayers. Speak directly to God and ask God what he's showing you. Try to listen for any new awareness about how this word or image is meaningful to you or about anything else that arose in your heart during this time of prayer. What is God showing you here today? And how do you want to respond?
As we close down this last step, I'm going to read a different verse, and I'm hoping that this exercise makes this verse I'm about to read a little bit more meaningful. It's from Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the two sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, exposing our innermost thoughts and desires. The word of God is alive and powerful, exposing our innermost thoughts and desires. So, now take a moment, just in your mind, to thank God for this time with him. Since we did it in a community of people, I think it would be interesting if anyone is brave enough to share. Maybe we could have a couple of people. You could share a word that stood out. You could share maybe some kind of meaning, something, how it related. It could be just very brief. We don't have a lot of time. But is there anyone who would be willing just to share anything about the experience. Okay, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what stood out to me was the phrase, your faith has made you well. And I personally have struggled with this a lot recently. Mm-hmm. So, figured things out in life and thought that they were doing all the right things and experiencing some pain. And I kind of drew out some former math data and other math data in the house. Anyway, you guys can't see this. <laughs> so I have faith, and then another arrow that says thought, and then that leads to belief, and then that leads to action. And instead of keeping action linear, it went north and south. The action to the top was success, and the action down was couldn't figure out how you make that a cycle. How do you make that? How do you complete the circle? What's the missing piece? And this right here, your faith is making well. When I put faith at the end of action, regardless of success or failure, you can start the process over and over. That's awesome. And for me, that's just my mind That's awesome. Great. Thanks for sharing. That's pretty cool. Anybody else like to share? Lena. So um, the phrase that stood out for me um, was actually sitting by the roadside. Because um, it just kind of just struck a chord for me because I've been struggling with feeling unacknowledged as I watched, like, kind of asking about it. You know, in this unemotional journey. And feeling left out. And uh, what, what really brought together for me was the other phrase, what do you want me to do for you? Reminded me that I just all I had to do was ask and just really cry out in authenticity whatever I was feeling because you know that's how it works in my life. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. We have time for a couple of more. A couple more. Anybody? Elmi? Um, the first spell to me was take heart. Take heart. And um, then I realized, like, as, as I read it again, I realized why that because he had, um, he had the courage to ask and everybody tried to silence him. But as soon as he became successful in getting Jesus' attention, everybody is encouraging him to help her. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Say to me, say, don't listen to what I have to say, ask what you mean. Yeah, that's great. Anybody else? Oh, yes, yes. Ricardo. Um, what I found was interesting for me was that so people were like telling him not to, not to bother Jesus Christ, that like, be quiet. And then he just kept going. And then Jesus gets still. But then he says, call him here. Which to me, at first I was kind of like, but the dude is like blind and seeing, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and why would you make him like walk to you? It's easier for you just to go to him and by the roadside. So I was like, what's that about? And then later I was thinking that it speaks, I think, to what comes later, right? So go, and your faith has made it well, the fact that he. He did get up and he did go over to Jesus. Right? Like he could have been like, yo, I'm blind. <laughs> but he, you know, he like gets up and he goes over there. Um, and then he gets that opportunity to have sort of like one blind man and kind of like that one one moment. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Right? But that it took him getting up and going over to Jesus, being blind. Right. With I imagine the scene, there's like a bunch of people there, there's like dogs, and you know, you've got to get over it. So I imagine that it wasn't just like an easy thing. And I think that speaks a lot to me. I think what God kind of like this us how that willingness to step forward and go to him. That's good. Interesting. Interesting. It's really great. What, I, what is so great about this is, you know, we have all of you in the room. We've read one passage, but you're each going to have something different on your papers because God responds and interacts with us individual. Now, it's the same voice speaking to all of us, so there's going to be a groundwork of love there. So there's, that's going to be the common theme that God cares about us and loves us and he wants to bring more love in our lives but individually we each have our own stories and our own things that God's going to be speaking to us I think that is so cool so if this has kind of interested you this tool and you would like to try this on your own there's a website that I recommend called word no, what is it called again? Word Live. I think it's maybe wrong in your program. Your program might say world, but it's actually wordlive.org. They have a daily Lectio Divina, so you don't have to figure out what passage to read. Changes every day. They even provide background music, so while you're thinking. And when I use this um, website that I love, they have a podcast and a daily email. Uh, since I can't circle and underline words because I'm doing it online, I just use a journal. 
I write down words, then I write down other words, then I continue to process. So I encourage you to try that. It's been really helpful for me. So I would like to now close this time, this portion, with a little prayer. Dear God, thank you for the privilege of being able to share this time together. Time to connect with heaven and your promises. Time to rest and join together as a community. Time to reflect and breathe in the wonder of your love, the majesty of your kingdom, and the excitement of journeying with you. Help us to notice your presence in our lives as we continue to follow you. Amen.